We're going to talk tonight. <clears throat> we're going to <clears throat> we're going to share tonight a little bit more on on the power of God in redemption. I mean, redemption is just so full because it's the entire Bible, it's the entire uh, concept of the Lord of God, and and all the way from when man messed it up till the second Adam came and straightened it up. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, the redemption is the full story of the Bible. God redeeming, buying back, purchasing us out of sin, bringing us into a higher life. I mean, opening up His whole kingdom to us. I mean, it's wonderful. Now, Lord willing, next Sunday we're going to go over, and it's, it's going to kind of be just, but, the, but it's the, uh, what we have in His redemption. And there's so, and it's, it's almost, you almost can't tell everything. But there's at least 20 major things that you need to be able to lay claim on that came by way of your redemption. And everything that the devil, everything that the devil is trying to cheat you out of, you come to a place, a place of surrender. When you come to a place of surrender, it's not you defending you. It's you defending the cross. As long as you want to be healed because you want to be healed, that's secondary. That's not the most effective. The most effective is you want to be healed because God died to make you healed. It's the defense of the cross. If when you when you begin to defend God, <laughs> God begins to defend you. And so the reason is is not so as much as you can. You, when you know what God's what Jesus died to give us, then it's almost like you will not let Jesus die for nothing. You're going to get it. I mean, he he died to give you provision. Then Lord knows you're not going to let his death be for nothing. You're going to make sure that if hell's going to have to pay, that darkness is going to be bound, that the devil's going to release you finances. I mean, whatever it is in that. You see, you be, you're defending God. You're defending because, because those, <clears throat> that period of time that, that Jesus became sin for our sinfulness, I mean, we cannot imagine. The Bible says his appearance came as not even a man. I mean, you know, remember the, remember the sky turned dark? The de demonic host, dem not demonic host that gathered there to try to hold him down. The, the darkness, the, 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 the powers of darkness that gathered there over Golgotha that day to try to keep him from being able to, to get up. But he got up, and he got up for you and I. And, and we stand in defense of the gospel. We stand in defense of the cross. And it's, it's that we will not let. And when you, when you understand that, you begin to understand that, and, and, and yourself is secondary, and, and the primary is because that Jesus died to, to give it to you, and you're not going to let his death be for nothing. You know, I mean, and you're not going to let that. You're going to stand in defense. I mean, it becomes strong in you. And, man, man, you will fight for God a lot of times when you won't fight for yourself. And then you quit. Then you quit that question and wonder whether whether God wants to heal me or not. They, that don't even come into play. He died to give healing. <laughs> he died to give healing, and I'm not going to let his death be for nothing. If I'm not healed, something something's wrong. I need to I need to check balances. I need to fight the devil somewhere. I need to see if my surrender. I mean, there's all kinds of issues. But but we begin to check things, see. And then if you come at, at the end of your tallying. If you come out and, and find it, man, this is just the devil. Man, it's just the devil. If I, if I messed up, I'm going to surrender and get things right, and it's all clear base then. If, if I brought it on myself, I'm going to repent of it, I'm going to get it clear base. You know? I, I, I believe that works. I believe an alcoholic can be an alcoholic for 40 years 
and I believe they can get saved on 41 years old, and then when their, when their liver goes through crisis, I don't believe they should ever think the thought, I brought this on myself. Jesus died to heal that and to forgive all this in the past. And when you stand in defense of the cross, yeah, then that's, that's powerful. And it will open the door to a greater faith in, in your life. Praise God. Uh, if you have your Bibles tonight, if you would back there, uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 15 again. As, just to jump it off place, we only have a few moments. As Genesis chapter 15, when in Abraham to present. Now, the Bible tells us, doesn't it, <clears throat> that what we're to present to God is our bodies as a living sacrifice. And you know what type of sacrifices they demanded in the Old Testament? Perfect sacrifices. It couldn't be a sick animal. It couldn't be a, see, it couldn't be a, a diseased animal. And we're called in the New Testament to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And see, that's, this is the same picture, just the same picture when Abraham was take, took the slain animals and offered them to God. And then he had to stand to defend it. Because the, the birds, the, the vultures, really what it says there, the vultures were coming to destroy the sacrifice that he was giving to God. And Abraham stayed up and fought those birds. And I tell you, and we've got to do that same thing. To present our bodies a living sacrifice before God, we don't want to present a sickly body. We don't want to present a cursing body. We don't want to present an angry body. We want to present a perfect body to the Lord as our, as our sacrifice. Amen? We want to present our life. Man, this is for Jesus. I mean, get yourself out of the primary again. It's God's in the primary. We're the secondary. It's I want to present my body as a living sacrifice before God. I want to make sure that my body is presented unto him right. I'm not going to present it as an unforgiving body. I'm not going to present it as a mad body. I'm not going to present it as, as an evil body. I'm not going to present it as a drunk body. I'm, not going to, I'm going to present it as a body that's pleasing to him. I'm going to present it to him as a living sacrifice. I'm, then my body is to be a living sacrifice for God. This mouth is to be a living sacrifice for God. And I refuse. And everybody say, I refuse. I, pre- I, I refuse to present God anything other than perfect. See, because that was demanded all the way in the Old Testament. God speaking of it, that that he was asking for in the New Testament. And so, <clears throat> in, in the process of it, so we'll talk about that maybe. But everybody say, I will fight to fight the vultures off of what I'm presenting to God. And it's just majorly important that we be willing to do that. Now, I want to talk about personal sanctification just for a quick minute. If you would, take your Bibles now and go to uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And we're, we're going to talk about personal sanctification. Now, <clears throat> it, doesn't, it does not start off with sanctification. It starts off with justification. We're justified that we may be sanctified. So you, you don't get sanctified and then you're justified. That's wrong. And a lot of times we don't, we don't understand. We think the law is bad. The law is not bad. The law is good. Do you understand? The law is the law of God. It's me trying to use the law to make myself right that's bad. I mean, it's good not to kill somebody, right? I mean, the law of God's good. 
I mean, the whole law is summed up in two things, loving God and loving your neighbor. I mean, that's good. So the law is good, and a lot of times we misunderstand that. We think the law is bad. No, the law is good. The law is the law of God. It's God's the way he thinks. It's his heart. It's what he has passion on, what he has compassion on. Man, he has compassion. He has compassion if, if, if you've got a bug in your house. That's what the old Testament talks about sometimes. I mean, I mean, the Lord cares about everything. And man, he, he does. He cares about everything in the law. But it's when I begin to use laws then to try to make myself right. What it does, I, I, then I take my actions and try to put it competitive to what Christ did. Then it's bad. If I'm trying to use the law to make myself right, then I'm trying to compete with the cross. And if I try to compete with the cross, I mean, no, that's not good at all. So I, I don't want to compete with the cross. I want, I want to make sure that I honor the Lord. So the way you honor the Lord, you start off justified. And that's what the Lord did for us on the cross. He justified us. We become justified. Just as if we never sinned. He forgave us for our past and he brought us out. And he broke, he, he broke that bondage off of our life. And so we start at that place. That's a powerful place. There's a reason for that too. <clears throat> that you start off with justified, but it doesn't end with justification. It, it, it doesn't end until holiness is developed. I'm justified that I may be sanctified that I might live a holy life before God. That's pleasing to God. I want to live just like God. Now, that's not the reason. That's not what I'm doing down here to be right with God. Is I start off already in the place of justification, but that I want to please God. <laughs> I mean, because my heart is right, I want to be a God pleaser. Now, if you have a problem with being a God pleaser, wrong church. Because <laughs> that's what we believe in. We, we believe and becoming like him. That was the whole reason. That was the whole reason starting in Genesis chapter 2. The whole reason that he may raise up children like unto himself. And so the whole reason of this thing is that we could become holy. Be holy as I am holy, he said. Being holy is good. Now being holy is not the length of my shirts and it's, and it's not the... Uh, what I do with my hair is not what I put on my face and it's not all those things. Being holy simply means like God. Being like God. I, I, want, I want to be like God. I, I do. I, I want to. In fact, the Bible calls us into that conformity. Being transformed into the very image of Bible says, in the very image of Jesus. Being the duplicate. An image is where you should not be able to tell the difference in it. And so that's, that's, that's where God's working with my life. Now I'll be, I'll be working on it all my life. But in heaven, that's my goal. Amen? I want, so I want to keep working on it all my life. So I'm justified. Now, we're talking about personal, personal uh, sanctification. Uh, the work, letting God work in us. It, but it does not start off with God working in us. It starts off God doing something for us. And God does something for us. He justifies. He makes us right. We are made right not by anything we could ever do. Boy, that's a great place. God starts with the most powerful place that we could ever think of. He, it, he starts with the right relationship. And the reason he wants to start with the right relationship is because he knows that without grace, we can never be sanctified. We can never be pleased. We can never, we can never conform to his image. 
And see, so grace is an outflow of that that is made right with God at the cross. And we need to take advantage of that. If you're, if you're wrestling especially with a, with a, a common repeated sin, then you, you bring that to the cross. Everybody say, conviction is good. Condemnation is bad. Nobody wants condemnation. But we all want conviction. And the conviction, precious, quiet Holy Spirit, that's what he's doing. The Holy Spirit is working to bring me into God's image. In fact, he said, through the Spirit, we're changed into the image. So it, the Holy Spirit is working all the while, working with us to bring us in to the image of Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit... And one of those means that he uses is that means of conviction. He lets us know. Now, you have to, you have to watch this because if, you're, if your mind is unrenewed, you will feel a, a fake conviction over a lot of things you were taught as a child, but they're not necessarily right. I mean, a lot, a lot of times we're told things. Man, I, I was told all kinds of things as a child. I mean, I, I even had a conviction about lining your shoes a certain way. Isn't it weird? I've been rejected because I wore short sleeve shirts. I mean, I mean, in, stuff like that is weird. And if you don't watch it, if, you don't, if your mind is not conformed by the Word of God, if you're not being transformed, if your mind, if you haven't given yourself to the Word, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of false conviction. A lot of things are going to bother you, which they, it's not conviction, not the Holy Spirit bringing you into the image of God. So you have, to, you have to have Word. Now, you'll never grow in the Lord. God will never be able to sanctify us on until there becomes a strong desire for the Word of God. I tell you, the promises of God are so powerful. Let, let, let me give you, a, uh, boy, here's, here's one of my favorite scriptures, if, if I can find it. You can always tell somebody this it's not their favorite because they have to go find it. But, uh, and I can't do it right offhand. But, but it's so powerful. It's, it's just become my favorite in the last four or five days. But uh, <laughs> it, it talked about the, the promise of God. But, but there has to be such a desire. It has to be such a desire for, for the promises of God. And such a desire for the Word of God. It has to be such a desire. God must create that. Now, if it's not, then, then what you need to do, you start off. You start off repentance. You start off back First John chapter 1, verse 9. If you confess your sins, that up there? Let, leave that up there with, with me a while, if you would. All right, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. You need to stop right there, put a period there. And that, that's where you start. That's main menu. In one of the church services this morning, I talked about the phone tree. Was it this service? I don't think it was the main service. I think it was the early service. I talked about the phone tree. And I said, any time that you get a message from the phone tree, know that there's been much anxiety going into that. <laughs> because any time that I have anything to do with it, because if I have anything to do with phone tree, it is so hard to get those messages out. I mean, what you have to do, you have to, you're less like on a rabbit's trail, man. You have to go main menu. And then you have to listen. Push two, push five, push 45, push in your number. I mean, when you finally have went through all that, I mean, you almost say, well, we don't need a phone tree now. It's already too late. <laughs> and, but it is so, but, but when, when my frustration with it is, I get all the way to the part now says, now create your message. And when I get to there, I mess up. And then it says, now I'll go back to main menu. Don't you hate that? 
Man, don't you just hate that when you have to go back and start all over again? If, if, you're, if you're at my age and if you have to deal with the Social Security at all online, you know it's just like that on the telephone. Uh, go back to main menu. Then you have to start that whole process. It can take you hours to get through that thing. I mean, it is. I mean, well, this is the main menu. The first part of chapter 1, uh, chapter 1 of John 1, 9. It says, if you confess your sin, God's faithful and just. What that does, that clears up for the power of God. That clears up for the grace of God. If you're, if you're, needing, if you're needing things to change in your life, you come to God. And you confess. The word confess means agree with. You agree with God that, that you were wrong. Whatever the Holy Spirit's convicting you about. Now, let me say, be careful of false conviction. But if, but if your conviction of the Holy Spirit is, barren, is, is what the Word says, you can always tell. You always need to know the Word enough to know to where the, the voice you're hearing is of God. I've heard crazy things. I've heard crazy things, and I've also had people tell me crazy things. But because of a little bit of knowledge of God's Word, immediately I could judge it and immediately know it was wrong. So, so what you, you have to know the Word enough to know what you're hearing is right. All right, but say the Holy Spirit's convicting you because the Holy Spirit is making you holy like God. He's bringing you into the image of God. His purpose is, is so He brings you there to the cross and He brings you and you confess your sin. You agree with God. Yes, God, I was wrong. I was wrong at that, and are, are this, are this bothered you. And let me tell you, when it comes to the Holy Spirit making you holy, uh, sometimes it's not listed as a sin. In fact, the word sin is a missing of a mark. That means you just barely missed the bullseye. See, because the Holy Spirit is doing something so unique in all of our lives, making us into the image of God, so where a lot of times the Holy Spirit will veer off to change your personality. Your personality may be a little extreme over here and God's going to bring it back to the holiness of God. And so what he'll do, he'll convict you where he won't be, it won't be a sin to anyone else. You understand what I'm saying? But he'll convict you about bringing it back. Like a, like a person that's, that's possibly too law-driven. One example of that is, Lane is real law-driven. I'm really mercy-oriented. I want to have mercy on everybody, and she wants to kill everybody. <laughs> no, no, it's not quite like that. And what I, what I, what I have to... Obedience is not law-driven. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yes, ma'am. That, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but, but because of that, then the Holy Spirit should, <laughs> should be convicting her about the mercy side. Should be convicting her to have compassion on people and to care for it. See? All right, on, the, on the same hand, then the Holy Spirit then, because he's, he's developing my personality, changing me into the image of Jesus, then where I'm too mercy-oriented, and really I'm too mercy-oriented sometimes to tell people the truth. I mean, I, I sit there sometime knowing that I need to be truthful with that person. I'm sitting there saying, but I'm, I will scare them, you know, something. I mean, too mercy-driven. And, and because that, then the Holy Spirit then will come, and, come to me and convict me about being honest with them. I want you to know you're going to hell, so you better straighten your life up. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean so he, 
So the Holy Spirit, but what the Holy Spirit doing is because we're all individuals. That's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is tuning us all. He's fine-tuning us into the very image of God. And, and our personalities are tied in with our giftings, but sometimes our giftings can be too strong in certain areas that they miss the mark as far as what God has called us to do and what we're, what we're going to do. So you go back to the main menu. Now, the main menu says, Lord, I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me. I agree with you. I miss the mark. Immediately, immediately, I am completely forgiven. That's completely gone. Immediately, I'm in complete right standing with God. Immediately. It doesn't take feeling. Now, a lot of people are feelers. That, that can be a real trap. When God's controlling your thoughts, then you can have right feelings. When the devil's controlling your thoughts, you won't have right feelings. Feelings are not a result of God. Feelings are results of your thoughts. Your thoughts is what God wants. That's why it says be transformed in mind by the renewing of your mind. If you want to change your feelings, if you want to think the thoughts of God, you've got to begin to think, or if you want to feel the feelings of God, you've got to begin to think the thoughts of God. Because God's not, now I'm not saying we can't feel God because we can, and we can sense God's presence. And that, but what I'm saying, when it just comes to your feelings and, and trying to be ruled by your feelings, you cannot be ruled by your feelings. You've got to be ruled your thoughts, be having the thoughts of God. That's why scripture is so important. Because the more you think the thoughts of God, then the more your feelings will be, feel like God. And so you go back to the main menu, and the main menu says, Lord, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit's convicted me. I agree with that, that I was wrong, and I ask your forgiveness. And how many that's worked in your life this, today already? The Lord's convicted you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's convicted you. All right, then he, then, and, and listen, you, if, you'll never hear God if you don't start giving God attention. The reason we don't hear God is because we won't give God the proper attention due I mean, he'll be convicting us. I mean, Holy Spirit's speaking through a lot of ways. Sometimes it's just that sense of conviction. And if we ignore it, then when you need to really hear God, you probably won't really hear God. Because God always trains you in the minor, getting you ready for the major. So God's using the minor things of life to train you so that when you really desperately need to hear God, that God will have you ready to go. And you've already tested and proved it through the minor things of life. So, so at that moment, then you yield to the Holy Spirit. Say, yes, Lord, I agree with you. It should be a scripture, you, you, especially you that are mature, should be able to relate it to a scripture. The Holy Spirit's convicting you that you wasn't truthful. Well, you should be able to say, well, I know where liars go. So I'm going. So you should be able to pull it into scripture. And immediately when you do, you repent, agree with God. And, and then immediately, immediately, everything is, everything, everything is right. So do not allow, do not allow your feelings to make you feel past that point. Because your feelings, we'll, we'll talk about another time when it comes to the redemption. Your feelings are so controlled by the enemy, that's where, the, that's where demons get lodged in people's lives. Somebody says, I, I feel lust. No, your thought lust, and what's happened is that enemy grasped what, when you thought, you is, your thought is the gate. Is the mind is gay, and you give the enemy access to you when you think his thoughts, and when you when you think his thoughts, then he's got. And when that when that enemy's got when he's got access to your mind, then what happens is then feelings are right behind that. So there's certain there's certain restrictions. You never allow you never allow condemnation feelings, and you never allow yourself to to wallow in your sorrow. You can't allow that. 
That means when you ask God to forgive you, you believe he forgive you. You don't have to question it. At that moment then. And then you're, you're in right standing. Now, now God had already, he didn't just then decide to forgive you. <laughs> he chose 2,000 years ago. All that's already in your account. There, there's enough forgiveness in every person's account to take care of every failure they could ever do for the rest of their life. Every sin you could ever commit, there's already invested into your account, your personal account. But what you've got to do is access it. And we don't have to think much about a bank account until we realize that's true. You can have a million dollars in your bank account and you can still die from lack of food. If you don't access it, that in that bank account it does you no good. So what this does, it allows you to access it. And when you, when you ask God to forgive you, then you access God's great account that he's established for you at Calvary. And then, you receive, and then at that point, you don't allow any feelings ever cross it. It's not a feeling thing. It's an obedient thing, and it's a truth thing. If feelings line up, good. If feelings don't line up. But if you will, if you will not allow feelings to cross the line of the cross, it won't be long where those feelings will be crucified and they'll be lining up with the cross. But if you, but if you allow your feelings to make, oh, well, I don't feel forgiven. What does that have to do with it? I'm sure Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross, but he did because he was living in obedience. So, so it's just vitally important. But what that does is that gives you access to grace. Number one, your faith. If you feel, if, if you're being convicted by the Holy Spirit, it's hard to wrestle with faith. You got to get first things first. You got to go back to the main menu. Sorry, go back. I hate that sound. Go back to the main menu. Start over again. But that's what we have to do. You have to go back to the main menu and you have to access that that God has already given you. And, and then faith, because grace comes by faith. Everything you ever get from God is going to come by faith. You're going to have to believe it before you see it. That's the only way you're going to get it. You're going to have to believe it and you're going to have to speak it. Do, do, you, do, you, know, do you know how heaven gets to earth? you know what the first entrance of heaven to earth is? Your mouth. Now, it's detectable when you think it but it literally comes heaven whatever heaven wants when you hear heaven when you hear from heaven something that heaven wants to do for you when you hear from heaven and you speak it out your mouth that's heaven to earth that's heaven's earth heaven just came into earth heaven just came into earth right there so so first thing you do and then then when you when you when you have received when you stood by faith that's God forgive you then he forgives you then it makes you, then your faith, because <laughs> man, as long until it's there, your faith has a wrestle with that thing. But all of a sudden, your faith, then what you do, you believe. And let me tell you what to believe. We're closing with this. What you believe is for God's grace. And this is the part that, where that cleansing comes in. You can take the word cleansing away and say freedom. It frees us. If you want freed from that thing that you've had to ask God forgiveness for, you first ask forgiveness. Then by faith, you receive the grace. That's why they're cleansing. That's the way you get it out of you. Because grace deals with weakness. Grace deals with weakness. Grace is God's empowerment poured into our weakness. That's what grace is. 
And so why is when you receive, then, then you just say that. Say, God, I'm just going to receive your supernatural Holy Ghost strength right now. I thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. But now, Lord, I'm going to receive your cleansing. I'm going to access your grace. And you need to receive grace by faith. You need to accept it as, as tangible into your life. You need to accept it as tangible. There needs to be that moment you say, Lord, I'm receiving your grace. Maybe I'm trying to overcome smoking. Maybe I'm trying to overcome whatever it is. Maybe just a bad attitude, a sorry personality. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, Holy Spirit's convicting you of, then what you do, then you just say, Lord, I'm right. (laughs) I'm justified. Now I need your grace to get sanctified. And you say, Lord, I receive your grace. Now what I do, I pause a moment. But that's because I'm a dramatic. What I do, I pause a moment. Right there. I say, Lord, I'm receiving your grace to change. And all of a sudden inside me, man, I've built, I've tuned up my feelings for years. And inside me, I feel this huge balloon just begin to swell up. I feel it swelling up inside me. I feel it flowing out my extremities as I receive the grace of God to overcome whatever it is I need to overcome. Now, it's it's going to really mess you up if you want repetitive sins. (laughs) But if you really want to do away with that thing, if you want to really live a holy life, Grace is the way you do it. Because grace is God's strength poured in to your inability which gives you His ability that makes all your weaknesses strong. That's what grace is. And it becomes accessible to you right there. Where it says, forgive us our sins slash cleanses me frees me delivers me helps me and it all comes by faith how many's got something tonight you need delivered from you feel like the Holy Spirit's conviction stand with us we're going to go ahead and do that we're going to receive the grace of God we're going to receive it we're going to put it into action a little bit now I said I, I've, I've worked on my, my feelings I've I've, I've tried to train my feelings. The Bible says you train your feelings. You know the Bible tells you to do that? It says train your feelings. Train your feelings to feel like God, man. Train your feelings. Train your feelings. If, if, you're, uh, so, if you're giving way to discouragement and despondency and, and all that kind of stuff, retrain yourself, man. Retrain yourself. Retrain yourself. Retrain. The Bible says train your senses. Train your feelings. Train your feelings to feel like God. And so I've worked on this one with grace for a number of years because I I like to sense His grace. Lord, we come before you. Just kind of whisper this out before the Lord. Lord, we come before you. And I believe your Holy Spirit has shown me that this area of my life or this thing needs to change. Because I want to please you, Lord. I want a life, Lord, that 
is holy like God. I want to be able to present my body as a living sacrifice to you, Lord. Holy and acceptable. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, right now that I am I am so forgiven, that I am so clean. It's if I've never sinned, never failed, never done anything wrong. Wow. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. But, Lord, I need your grace to change. And I'm fixing to receive it by faith, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I receive by faith your grace swelling up inside me right now, filling every pore of my body, filling every cell. That that was so weak, Lord, that that could not please you is now being filled up with the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. And I receive by faith right now, I'm forever changed. (laughs) I'm forever changed. 